a Big Spark Studios original. Hey guys, I'm Ozra. And I'm Aisha. And, and we're, we're the Beyond Twins. Twins. And you guys are watching All Access with Ozra and Aisha. And today we have a very, very special guest, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Marky Basie, aka Mark Randolph Griffin. All I'm going to say is I'm very excited for this episode because it's something very different out of like our like realm of people we usually have on. Okay. So I feel like this is going to be really interesting for people to get to know you and also like a very different side of like the space, even Great. especially the music space because you do music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. I watched a couple episodes. Oh, Did you? very entertaining. Oh, yeah. We love that. This one's going to be a hit. I can promise you. Mm. Okay. So <laughs> at the beginning of um, when we were going to have you on, I was talking to Julie and I was like, I got, you know, you got to figure out how to start this episode and like what to talk about. And she goes, he is a Warriors fan. So she said for me to say to you, go Celtics. Just to see how you feel. Cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do we feel yeah. about that? <sighs> like, He's like, I, I'm ready to leave now. <laughs> no, like, no, but I, I will say because my emotions are like genuinely tied up in how the Warriors play. Like, Why do you say that? It's like seriously <laughs> affects my well-being. Really? And as a child, we were the worst team. Second to worst always. And then... You know, in my adult in my adult life, <laughs> yeah, we were we were second to last <laughs> every, every year, and I was obsessed. Um, and so now that we've, I've been lucky. Like I forgot how dark that time was. We now, don't have to talk about it if you. Don't okay, want fine. To. Well, I'm getting to the subject. good part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as an adult, we've been the best team. The Celtics. They've been. They won one championship like 12 years ago. No one cares. And, <laughs> uh, so it's just. It feels really good, but like we were talking shit the other night, and I was like, "We're about to smack you down," and then we got smoked in the fourth quarter. And it like she sent like a little dumb emoji, and I was like, "Not funny." <laughs> like it made me mad. It like genuinely fucked me up. And I'm a musician. I'm an artist. Sports in general seems like strange to me if I, you know, take a, a broader uh, right look but something about it is like this is like everything it's it's crazy so. <laughs> I love what's that. funny is mm. before like really hanging out with a lot of the people out here like i knew nothing about sports Me or either. even how passionate people get about it until just recently when i see people crying about it and i'm like okay this is a little concerning new york but like i stay out of like the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, the okay. whole realm of sports but it's weird i'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna keep my space it seems like people get really heated <laughs> i definitely think though Something that's interesting is when you watch, and I won't say any more about basketball after this, but <laughs> <laughs> like the way that business goes in the real world is how it goes in the NBA. And the way that like players empower themselves, the way that they do contracts, the culture of like, are you allowed to leave your team that drafted you to go be with a better team? All these things, they have like changed in my life. And they were like, what happens in the NBA is so such a reflection of, the rest of the world that that's how i tell myself it's worth my time to be so invested in it it's not there just you like you know it's, yeah. it's really interesting it's a way to think it's about like it. insane when you see like there's a lot more what lebron it. james and rich paul do and like how they change the whole world and right. because people love sports like it's just the number one like, thing, form of entertainment it's better than everything yeah that's not me saying that i don't think that but that's what <laughs> right, pe people right, right. decided that so it's you can't just write it off 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. um, you mentioned earlier that you do music. So I want you to explain a little bit how you got into it and how that whole journey started for you. Okay. Uh, um, kind of a broad question. Yeah, no, no, of course, of course. I was, uh, as a teenager, I was a angsty uh, teen, like everyone, I guess. And I began, uh, this is like back when, like, you guys know what, like a poetry sl poetry slam is like slam yes. poetry. Yeah, I used to do that when I was a teenager. Oh wow! And I did. Uh, I was part of this national competition called Youth Speaks, mm -hmm. and it was uh, some musicians in my high school. I was a basketball player at this time. I was a jock. I didn't tell any. I didn't tell anyone <laughs> uh, that I was doing this like weird poetry thing. But I I did one in my school. And how old were you at the time? It was like fourteen. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, and I was like, really, this is like, I was really into like Bay Area rap music, Mac Ma, Mac Dre, Too Short, E-40, down the line. Uh, and so these guys, they asked me to like be in their band. And I was like, I don't sing. I just like do these these poems. Right. And they're like, you should listen to like this band. And they started playing me like kind of like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers style music, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like yeah. that, where it's like you don't have to like sing crazy <coughs> right. good, but you can kind of get your verses off. So I did that. And then. It was like uh, in basketball, I was always like slow and white and short, and always, <laughs> it was always just like it was always like I had to work so hard right, to right, be right. play varsity basketball, yeah. and like and then in music, I was like, oh, we won like all these battles, like every competition, everything. I was Here's like, this natural. is so easy. Oh, I love that. Um, so I I like really did that, and my career has been over ten years. I moved to LA when I was eighteen. Alone? I wasn't yeah, by myself. Wow. Well I moved Whoa. in though with bandmates. Right. And yeah. this is like before the internet age. So I was like I was down here like passing out flyers like to girls oh, wow. at like, you know, coffee shop and uh put a band together and we were signed when I was like twenty one to RCA and we toured and we were like in the like remember like Metro you know, like Metro Station or Boys Like yes. Girls, like those kind of we like yes. toured with those kind of bands. Oh, wow. And then so that was like, I don't know. It was, it was at that time. I don't know how anyone did anything because there wasn't social, there was media. No I know. social media in the very beginning. So I literally like, we played open mics. I played an open mic with Bruno Mars. Like that's Whoa. how it was. Like you would just, I'd be like, oh, that motherfucker was really good. <laughs> like it was just, people would just go sing somewhere. And they don't do that anymore now. And then like at the open mic, you would pass out flyers to your show. That's wow, how that's you, so interesting to think yeah. because I was thinking like, how do you promote that kind of stuff? And then you're like, you're passing your flyer to coffee in coffee shops. I'm like, you never see that anymore. No, never. And, and that's like so wild to me. Yeah, and we used to do. Uh, we used to go like um, to the sororities and oh, like no sing way. like John Mayer songs while they're <gasps> like girls were like eating lunch. <laughs> it was super embarrassing. Uh, it was called like lunch announcements or I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we did all that. And, uh, so that was like my first career. It fell apart for various reasons. Um, so then I kind of moved back here, moved in with my girlfriend, like was just like a cliche musician guy, like not <laughs> freaking out, you know, <laughs> like living off my girl. And, uh, and then after we broke up, I got like super, she started dating like an A-list celebrity <gasps> and like became like rich and popping overnight and i was like living on my friend's couch oh and then gosh. i got like super inspired right like i cannot do this to myself oh like my i can't just be a bum i have a photo of like me at my friend's house and it's like a trash bag of all my possessions and then <gasps> my girl's like on a jet like going to 
Switzerland to eat lunch. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was so intense. Oh, my God. Yeah, it That's was great. That's wild. And, uh, it was so great. Everything, so <laughs> everything at that time was like, I have to, like, make something of myself and get her back. And then I just started, like, pushing myself and being in the studio all the time. Got a record deal. Started writing, like, you know, bigger songs. and. I was going to say, that experience probably made you write some of your best music. Yeah. Probably going I, through that. <coughs> it's like a blessing in disguise. I feel like that's for a lot of musicians, huh? Yeah. I, well, I like to think that everything I make is better than the thing I make before. Because the way I, listen, go. The way I listen to myself, I hear, like, my tonality and my voice, my musicianship. Like, I know things I've worked on and how I implemented that into my music. But there's one project that I have that has my two biggest songs. Mm -hmm. It's called Groovy People. It came out in 2017, something like that. 18, maybe. And that was that time. This episode is sponsored by Function of Beauty. The key to consistent good hair days is using ingredients that benefit your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it's at now and where you want it to go. What's crazy is that we took this quiz like, what, two years ago? Yes, When actually. we were living back in New York and we used their products since the beginning of time. I think both Ozra and I have struggled with finding a right hair product for us because our hair texture is very specific. We have like a certain curl pattern. We have, you know, oily days and dry and dry hair days. So the fact that we can customize the product to the exact way our hair is is so incredible. And I feel like every person kind of needs that because, you know, those generic Definitely. products that you get any drugstore, it's... It's so kind of hard to make it work for everyone's hair type when they're all so different. Definitely. So, um, we took it a while ago and have been using it ever I since. I know. It's, it's been amazing. a long time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash all access to take your hair goal quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash all access. Let them know you heard about it from our show and you will get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash all access to take your hair quiz and receive 25% off of your first order. So make sure to go check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> wow, look at that. So you also just released an album. East Hollywood um, too. Yep, last yeah. week. Um, how has that been for you? Was that How long did that take to write? Usually I take like a year and a half. This took like two months. I'm not doing Whoa. that. Whoa! Because you see how you guys really do that. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Like things go so fast now. Like I, you know, I be on TikTok all day. Like anyone, mm. and just seeing the way that what music means to people now is like something different than oh, it completely. meant to me when I was like you know a teenager or even in my early twenties. So I'm trying to. Like, if I get inspired off of a sound, I try to, like, really dig in and not, like, stop until I've, like, went all the way through my inspiration right. and completed something. And, like, Julie asked me when I walked in, like, how's the album doing? Like, I don't know. Like, as soon as I finish it, it's done. It's out. Now I'm, like, thinking about the next oh, thing. Oh, wow. That's because a good way to put it. Yeah, because there's so amazing. much. You guys know, like, when you're making, like, content on social media, you guys kind of taught me this when I went to your house that day. Like, you mm -hmm. have no idea what's going to work. It's just, like, you just have to be consistent and do right, your thing. that's all it is, yeah. So I'm the same way with my albums now. Like, I'm trying to do, like, write a bunch of songs in my house, chilling in my drawers, playing guitar, mm -hmm. record them the next month, and then, like, figure out a way to roll it out and put it out. And So that it used to take me two years, and I would spend, like, a couple hundred grand and just oh be, like, I, like, listening over and over yeah, again like tripping my, i don't do that anymore so now i'm like two or three months so i made that like that 
uh, and just put it out. What a quick turnaround. I, I can't know, even that's imagine crazy. that. Um, when you came over that one time, I think it was so much fun. I think we, how many people were over at our house? It we was had, a like, good amount of people. A lot of us filming of TikToks. Content. How was that for you? Like, have you like done something like that before? Oh, fuck no. I, was so, <laughs> I, I felt so awkward. Really? Uh, oh you did God. so good. Yeah. You killed it. I yeah, was really. so awkward. That was one of, like, genuinely, like, I was, like, out of your comfort zone? I was, zone? like, shaking. Oh, like, really? <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that really? at all. Yeah. No. People never know when I'm nervous. Uh, That's a good thing. I just, I don't know. Like, I know when you work at something as hard as I have at music and when you've been as dedicated, like, you can't just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, right, you, you can't ha- be, You yeah, have to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And I've been doing it, like, I was at, like, the Magic Johnson charity Venice All-Star game mm-hmm. in, like, 2009. And, like, they were, they're, like, the the artist who was supposed to perform at halftime, like, didn't show up. They're like, can anyone sing right now? And I was, like, red, nervous. There was, like, thousands of people there. And, like, my drummer, like, made me oh my kick gosh. me in there. So I've done way, you know, more nerve-wracking, nerve-wracking things thing. and wow. make some TikToks. So it's just to stay in this and like to keep making it uh worth my time and like to give my art a chance i feel like tiktok is the number one best way now to get exposure so it was like even though i was really nervous like i gotta do things like this it's awesome that you have that mindset though because i've met so many people that aren't really in that creative space of like social media or content creating that when they look at it as a form of like promotion or like a marketing tool they kind of look at it and they're like no but that's for kids that's not gonna work like let me stay in my lane and i'm like no only if you guys knew like what it could do for yeah you. like there's some artists that literally blow up just because one of their sounds mm-hmm. on tiktok went viral and now they have a record deal and now they're making millions it's like you never know you know yeah Absolutely. it's cool that you're open to the idea of like trying that and making it work or, like or getting out of your comfort zone yeah there's some things about like it really does change the way you like listen to music i think because like if you like a if you have a something that pops off on TikTok. I think having your sound pop off on TikTok would actually be rough because like may I don't like I there's a there's a rapper in the bay uh what's his name the, the do you love me baby? Oh yeah. That, you know it's that really thing is yeah, huge. Yeah. That yeah. that yeah, song. It's huge. But like now what? Yeah, like no one's going to you That's know true. I mean There's I hope they do. I hope they I'm from the bay. I I, I wish I I should know who it, who it is. Do you know who sings that song? It's he's like lit on TikTok. I've heard it before, yeah. yeah. I don't know who sings it, but I know. But there's, it's kind of like conditioning people's minds to just look for that one. Because then what could happen is like that sound will pop off and then give it two weeks, and it's like, who's that guy? Yeah, like what else does he mean? Yeah, you got it. It is really tough. It's hard to keep that up. I will say that, but I like that that you're you know intrigued into the idea of doing it so it's super cool yeah Yeah. um this is something i always was super curious about for artists you know that make music because like i'm very far from like being musically talented at all um but do you enjoy having people like in the studio while you're making music or do you like it to be just like you the mic like maybe one other person in there like what's that experience Mm -hmm. like for you like what do you like to do i like when there's energy in the studio and people like i used i mean I used to, that's like where I used to really thrive is like, that's my, that's almost more of a show than the show. Sure. Wow. I used to just like, just get like wasted and just be free <laughs> in the <laughs> right. studio. And that's somewhere where I really like, I can, I've been doing that for such a long time. Like, wow. And I used to like, if I'm like dating someone like, oh, come to the studio. No, girls don't like going to the studio in LA anymore. <laughs> it's like. Everyone here has been to the studio and knows how boring Wait, it actually so is. Wait, that's so true. It's so true. Like I've been this. to so many studio sessions, and like at first I was like, this is so cool, and then I'm like, yeah. 
All right, well, like I'm gonna go any, now. If a girl thinks the studio is cool, it's like she must have just got here. But, <laughs> it's uh, her first time yeah, around. It's her first, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but uh, that's so weird because a lot of people, most people that I know, like a lot of my friends that do music, don't let any of us in the studio. They hate like very people in there. It's very, to yeah. Be in, I feel like. I mean, yeah, but for me, like, I've been doing music since I was 17. Like, I just, if, uh, if I'm, com that's where I'm the most confident is like when I'm creating in the studio. So, I like that. That would that that's like to me somewhere where I get to like shine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I understand. I probably wouldn't like want people to be like staring at me. Yeah, while right. I, like, actually, like <laughs> you know, like in deep thought or something, writing a song. But. It's so funny. One time we were in the studio uh, for our reality show, and we were asked to make a song. Oh my god! And I went into the booth, and let me. I tell think you, it was like a heart never, attack in there. I've never had my heart beat that fast and get really? that. I was sweating, and I was like, "This is terrifying," because like I it's just you and your second. voice, and everyone just like listening and watching. And when you're not good at it, it's even more terrifying because you're just embarrassed. And then everyone, you there. feel like everyone's laughing at you. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's a very scary thing for me. So I give so many like so much credit to people that like make music and do that because I'm like, that's terrifying. It's me. literally your voice. Like that is something you don't. You don't have control over it. I mean, you do, but you don't. You know we, don't. we don't. There we go. The, the weird thing is every singer, though, you have to. That's why being a singer is a weird thing to be. Like, you have to be a little bit, like, dark inside. Or, mm -hmm. like, you have to really be, like, need some type of, uh, you need, like, extra attention, extra okay. love. Like, you need to fill up something because it's always, when you first start singing, the first time you sing in front of people, it's the most embarrassing, scariest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. And for me, that it was like what you're describing. I felt like that for like two years, and wow. somehow I still did it. And I was like bad. Like wow, I, I would like in high school, I like play my music for my girlfriend the first time, or my mom. They're like, "Oh no, no. <laughs> you need to keep working on that, honey." Like, you know, <laughs> my mom, who's never said anything, uh, you know, ever been negative about anything I did. When I played her my first music, she was like. I think you can just practice <laughs> and like with time. Perfect. And uh, but I didn't notice that I was bad. Like I just, to me, I was like, I have to do this. I guess. Well, look so, at you now. It worked. Yeah, worked out. Um. So you write your own music, correct? Mm -hmm. Um. Do you write music for other artists as well? Yeah, that's actually the way that I got going when I moved back to LA. I was writing for Sean Kingston and Chris Brown. Oh wow. And uh, so I did that. We had a little single out that was popping in like 2015. Which um, one was that? It was called Beat It. Beat, beat, beat it. Beat, beat. Oh, sick. Know. And uh, then I did a couple of joints for Charlie Puth and uh, CeeLo. Oh, wow. And uh, Prince Royce, huge Latin artist. And who else did I write some? I wrote some other. Wait, Prince Royce. Stop it. Give me a second right now. He's like, uh, I don't want to say it's it's not a. How do you DM? Please just not a way. Like, what's your what's your line? I think, like, I saw this interview with uh, Lil Boosie one time, the legend, and he was talking about DMing Rihanna, mm -hmm. and she never hit him back, and he was like, I didn't just give her, like, a weak-ass DM, like, I sent her, like, an essay, like, paragraph really? on paragraph. Really? Not the essay. Um, <clears throat> so, if I was to resort to that, I probably would go for, for, like, at least, like, a few sentences, something that, like, she at least would have to be, like, read it and decide that she actually didn't want to fuck with me. Can I tell you what <laughs> girls like? What? Like, not just the wave. Not like you're so pretty. Cheesy. Be cheesy. Be funny. 
Yeah. And then they'll usually answer. I think. I think. I, yeah, think, I, think, I think I would make it long enough that you'd be like, "That's weird," so I have to look at it. <laughs> but no, no. But I wouldn't be like serious. I'm not like I'm not like creepy or anything. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> because not. I'm I don't not. think. Wait. So you're an independent artist, right? You you don't have a label. I, I do not. I mean, I have. We have our own label. It's called New Gold Metal. Gotcha. So like, what's the difference between that? Like, because you've worked like with the explain. difference is when you're signed to a major label, all of the revenue that comes from your streaming from your music gets mm -hmm. divvied up 75 to 80 percent them the rest to you um, 75 80 to them it could be even 85 percent they take forever, for, you know for every dollar but then they might give you up to a million dollars up front to promote oh, and to okay. live and all that um when you're independent they, they also pay for like marketing expenses and mm, obviously sure. they're major labels so they have like access to certain things and when you're independent you collect you basically flip that percentage you can keep you know wow. 85 up to 95 percent of your uh, streaming revenue sales you know of but your is music. that a lot more work uh it's not it's not really more work you have to grind the same way sure um but there are certain things you give up you know because like the big streaming platforms they hang out you know, with the people from the label. Like, when I had my first single on Republic, like, that's how we met. Uh, you just go all over the country and, like, take important people, like, to the nicest restaurant in whatever city they live in. Wow. And chop it up, and then they put your song on the radio. Or they put your song where it needs to be. What? Wow. That's, See, that's the more you know, I would think that's know. That's how it works. And, like, they come through, and they're like, you got to play this Basie record, and I'm going to give you those Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, they used to give people like cash and cocaine and strippers and shit. Like, oh my God, straight up. Like, until, like, I mean, they probably still do it somewhere. Uh, is, it, is this okay? Back in the Back day. In the Back day. In the <laughs> it was a long time ago. Back in the day. Uh, so, you know, so now it's different. But I actually, when I put out East Hollywood 2, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sitting there with like five or six friends and. We had just finished doing a photo shoot, and everyone's like, kind of, we're getting excited. It's so like, we're counting down, and then it like, wasn't on Spotify. Right. Someone would legitimately get fired if, like, if Kanye West or, you know, if whoever. Right, right, right. Pick right. your favorite. And Post, that Post Malone's <laughs> album, like, wasn't on Spotify. Like, 10 people would be fired the next day. But wow. when you're independent, you got to, like, work that Control. stuff out That's for crazy. yourself. That's crazy. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay, so this is something I always, like, love to ask people that, you know, have a platform and are known. It's because I just love hearing these kind of stories. Have you ever had, like, a crazy fan encounter or something absolutely wild that when you tell people it's, like, that's got to be a fake story? Like, something so crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Some Feel dark shit. Really? Oh like, God, uh, are you able to share it? I mean, sure. Okay. Um, probably the one that, like, sticks out. There's always, like, people that follow you and go to, like, way too many of your shows. and Yeah, you kind of remember their face. Yeah, like, you no, you remember them, and then but they're just, like, stalkery and weird. <laughs> but one time I get hit up, and it's this person, and they're like, my daughter is uh, disabled and blind. She's in a wheelchair. You're her favorite artist. Oh. Um, can, you come, can we come to the show backstage? I'm like, of course, you know, yeah. there's my manager. And so uh, we get to the show, and she comes in. This, her mom and her come in. How long ago was this? It was like four years ago. Okay, wow. And so I'm like, like, hey, you know, how's it going? How was the show? <laughs> <Yeah>. And 
after I talked to her for like 30 seconds, it's clear like she has no idea like who I am or what she's doing here. What? And I'm like, what's your favorite song? I wasn't even going to like put her on the spot, yeah, but right. I didn't know what to say. And we had already been speaking for like a minute. And I, so I just said like, what's, what's your favorite song? Like, do you know any of my songs were you here? Cause I, I wasn't going to make her feel yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, literally her mom was like trying to head, like slept with a dude that I was on tour with and was like trying to, get back and like and fuck with him or like just <gasps> stir something up and she was like what? using her daughter and once i figured it out i was so sad because i was like you have such a you know your mom is so fucked up yeah terrible like that's so low so i was just trying oh to, i was God. trying to be cool with her but a lot of like <laughs> that's a sad thing sorry like uh, <laughs> uh but that was really really weird uh, oh my gosh yeah but sorry um so um since your album did just come out are you planning on going on tour anytime soon because i know you just were yeah i was just i was just on tour you killed Um, it by the way i went to one of them thank you it was awesome that That was really fun yeah it was sick um now i'm i'm gonna go start working on new music i have like a couple of festivals uh for the rest of the year and uh we we usually do like college shows i guess college is done now but we usually yeah. do that in the fall. And oh, uh, fun. I usually go on, t- like, I go on uh, North America tours, usually for some reason, always, like, in the dead of, like, February, January. Really? Like, I usually put out albums in uh, in the fall. So this is, like, like I was saying, gotcha. since I've, I'm on this mood, like, you know, be more prolific and quicker. Right. This came out sort of at a strange time for me. So okay. I, I don't have, I'm not going on tour to support East Hollywood, too, but I'll be playing shows. I have, like, a... A private show on the 16th um, oh in la yeah in la i'll invite all you guys too. oh yeah sick um so since you were just on tour how long were you on tour for uh like like 10 weeks two and a wow. half wow oh my gosh See, what is I, that i was gonna ask what is tour like because i've heard stories of people that like have went on tour like some people hate it some people absolutely love it like do you like it do that you enjoy stressful. it stressful yeah i love it it's really so, it's so oh, not stressful awesome. Really? I have a little That's bedroom so in the back of a bus, and <laughs> all I have to do is like perform well, and like go back and you know party and go to bed. Amazing. I think I like tr- truly wow. after the pandemic, I'm like newly uh, like I'm pretty sober right now. Like on tour, I'm usually I'm like a menace, <laughs> and, and I turn into a different person, and I just it's so free and. Wow. I don't know. It's really I also I really love seeing all the cities. You know, I'm like we're in like Omaha, Nebraska and we're in wow. uh, Grand Rapids. Wow. I was going to say Michigan wh- what's your favorite city to perform at? Or like has just a really good crowd. I mean, it changes, but it's generally like those places that you you know, like a lot of artists don't go to. It's like gotcha. Utah, Minneapolis, Minnesota for whatever reason huh. is always shows That's out. Crazy. It's a crazy place. That's yeah. It's awesome. Um and but it like for me like even we were in a like uh, Nebraska is really cool like, I don't know some of these like places you wouldn't expect yeah I was I would thought it was gonna be like Chicago New York yeah Chicago, I mean yeah. Chicago New York's always dope but of like New, New York LA is always nerve wracking because that's when the guest list is two hundred people and you can't <laughs> right. fuck up and like all your ex girlfriends are there <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my case it's always drama for me or not drama but like some yeah you know it's not like when I'm in like when I was in Louisville, Kentucky or something, yeah. it's like, this is cool. Yeah, I'm just like chill. playing music and there's anything goes, everything is free and easy. Um, so yeah, it changes, but I, I, I genuinely, I enjoy like, I get off the bus, 
I find the best coffee shop. Oh, find fun. Find a bookstore. Cute. I go, like, geek out and just try to find the culture. I love I'm that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there's one thing I want to ask of you before we end this. Is there any chance you could sing us a song? <laughs> <laughs> Give us, like, I have, I have 10 a seconds. Thing. No, but it's worth um, a shot. What song? Anything your heart desires. Yeah. Just, like, Maybe one heroin? of my songs? Heroin? Yeah. Oh, He's itching his head. You have a guitar? <laughs> Can you imagine we just heroin <laughs> goes? <laughs> we actually do, right back here. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Oh, no, you should have done that. I, I know, right? That would great. I should have thought this through. Let me hear this <clears> song. This was a good song. Got a whole crowd right here. We got an audience. Damn, I don't even remember this. Baby girl got a desperate obsession. Damn, I really can't remember. For breaking her heart. Dangerous inclination. Mm. Turn to stone before love tears her apart. Oh God, I can't remember that you song. know what that's <laughs> great. <laughs> I love that. I th honestly thought you were gonna be like, no, but I'm so glad you gave us a little <laughs> a something, little something to work with. <laughs> I gotta listen to that song again. That song was really good. <laughs> that's awesome. I forgot about that song. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to tell the audience or promote before we end? Um, East Hollywood Two is out right Go now. Go check it out. Yes. Very, very excited about it for all my day one fans. It's the second version of a project I put out in 2015. And I will be, I'm always playing shows and festivals, so Amazing. look me up and I'll be somewhere. Perfect. So. Everything will be in the description for you guys to check out. Thank you so much for coming yes, on. I really appreciate it. it. And um, if you guys are listening on YouTube, just know that you can check out our podcast as well on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we will see you in our next episode of All Access with Ozra Naisha. Thank you for watching. Love you guys. Bye.